Hello, I'm Dr. Tom and welcome to A Sacred Journey. I'm very honored that you chose to share your time with me today and I hope this program will help answer some of those pressing questions that call upon your psyche's need for body, mind, and spiritual balance. In today's topic, we're going to explore the truth of joy, finding inner happiness, and all that that can entail. Having suffered a little back injury for the past two weeks, I realized that one of my inner passions um, is my morning workout routine. As I found myself unable to run and unable to lift weights and only being able to stretch, I began to realize just how integral um, my physical health and the movement of body was for the ultimate um, joy that I feel in life as it relates to body and soul as well. We are integral beings, and if we take a look at the concept of the rule of three, I really begin to look at this as being um, a pivotal part of the sacred journey we all undertake. There's a... Um, there are many different themes that may compete for our psychological attention, especially with the inability the psyche has to pay attention for long periods of time. And what happens within this is we have to begin to ritualize behaviors in a way that creates movement for the journey to prompt our life moving forward. And in such, as we begin to put some rules and parameters around the psyche, we also begin have to make sure that we build in balance mechanisms to where the body could feel its inner dynamics towards movement be realized, where the mind could get some of the mind candy it needs through the body, which will take it places so it could perceive areas of growth and newness, as well as the passion that that ignites within the soul as we find balance between body, mind, and spirit. And I realized as I was injured over the past two weeks with my back having gone out that when one entity begins to move, it really does affect all other parts of the whole. That is when I came by a wonderful quote from mythologist Joseph Campbell, who wrote, quote, find a place inside where there's joy and the joy will burn out the pain. Again, he said, find a place inside where there's joy, and the joy will burn out the pain. That was definitely a quote I felt I needed as I was learning how to move in ways that wouldn't further injure my back, while at the same time trying to find the inner speak moving me not from a place of what do I do next and where could I find um, some aspect to occupy the time that I was now losing, but actually to begin to look at different dynamic ways that I may be able to move the process in a more balanced perspective where not everything had to be excessive like we see so prevalent in today's society, but one of more moderation and willingness to engage a balance between the spirit's need for passion, the mind's need for satiation, especially as it relates to new 
newness and new experiences, and the bodies need to move and fill the dynamics within. Now, the search for happiness is nothing new. Um, in fact, as a practicing um, therapist with two decades of experience, a lot of what I see um, clinically in practice is a global sense of loneliness as well as a global sense of searching and yearning for happiness as if it's not there. However, what we fail to recognize and what socially um, we are taught does not exist is that happiness actually exists within. We were prompted to find happiness in material items or find happiness in the outside world, but it really is the way we interact and react with things externally that's an internal process within that creates the joyous feelings um, that we so yearn for. And so as I was um, striving to find something different that I could do just to move my body in the few weeks that my back was out, I began to turn to yoga and to turn to stretching as a means to do limited body movement, but also to be able to lengthen and extend the muscles in such a way that it could help stretch and put some relief um, in the muscles that may have been overly worked and overly tightened over time. And so as I began to experiment with these different ways of movement, I began to realize that there are I began to realize that there's a balance between how the mind interacts with its need to have these experiences and to create dreams moving forward and the body's need for both movement as well as restriction for contraction as well as expansion. And this is the ebb and flow of what I believe how the soul works as it relates to engaging our sacred journey. It is very much body-oriented, but at the same time, our mind creates experiences around dreams that ignite passion within our soul, so we can't discount one from the other. And that's what makes the um, tensions between joy and pain, as what's in um, Joseph Campbell's quote, so determinative in allowing inner growth to occur, especially as it relates to finding a balance of communication between the mind and heart, between that um, need we have to realize passion, to realize spirit, but also the soul's need to engage in Pain, acts that can be painful in nature solely as a means for self-growth. The muscle has to tear down to build up, and this is no different for the mind's capacity to develop into new, to develop into new areas of interest. Now, habits of happiness or happiness habits, habits of joy, these are fleeting in nature and they really 
engage us at a level where we're at developmentally. The same things that may have brought you pure joy and happiness as a child may no longer affect you within an adult mindset. Um, things that may have been happiness habits during adolescence may have become habitual in early adult life or later adult life. And these are things that may bring, bring pain in the present, especially if habits on a negative wavelength form. And also, when we begin to look at the need to re-engage a sense of inner joy, of inner bliss, as Joseph Campbell would call it, we need to begin to reawaken the passion that's so prevalent during childhood and adolescence. And that passion really involves an experimental nature. Now, I'm not talking about trading one bad habit for another or trading one type of substance use for another. What I'm talking about here is engaging the natural inquisitive nature of the mind and its natural element to begin to turn it back in onto oneself because this is what the soul calls for spirit to do. This is what the soul calls for the psyche to do to the mind to do now i'm not equating mind with psyche here even though mind is part of it but it's calling the mind to reflect upon itself in order to see the nuances of inner growth that may just help it to realize some new inner passion something that calls upon you versus you trying to push it through and this is what i call the finding yourself within the natural state of how these three entities create growth and inner potential. Jung likened the state to a self-realized um, perspective of development. Um, Maslow likened the state to a self-actualized element of development. These aspects of development really show us being in operation with our inner potential as we not only begin to use the mind to dream life forward, but we also begin to prepare the body to take action in order to create that dream into becoming a reality. Now, this is a daily process of working with the mind because the mind will throw elements of everything possible at a scenario you put in front of it as a means to keep itself safe. But this is where inner will, the passion, the soul, the spirit needs to come into play and begin to motivate one to continue to press on from the first step of that thousand mile journey to the second, third, fourth, and fifth. And as we begin to work through the elements of pain that are present within the natural context of life, the ebb and flow of how things work in our individuated development, what occurs is we begin to desensitize to the continual need to think of every scenario that may be present that holds us back and to engage in the very things that will allow us to realize that dream. Take the emotion of joy. Do you feel it right now? If so, great. If not, there's just a little more work to do. 
But the work to be undertaken is no more tumultuous than the work you've already undertaken at some point during your childhood development. One of the things that helped me to create the day moving forward is to take a visualization exercise first thing when I wake up in the morning. I try to see the outcome of the day that I want to have happen each morning. And then I begin to visualize the steps I am going to need to create and undertake to make that happen. I've heard this referred to as the power hour. 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditative contemplation, and 20 minutes of learning. At some points, you may be able to put all three together simultaneously in a mindful hour. Now, one of the habits that I engage in is when I have the availability to run, which hasn't been the last few weeks, I take my phone and I read and I fill my mind with information that I can use to maybe be able to give to others um, because this is really a collective journey that we all undertake to not only better ourselves, but hopefully better our families and better our communities because that's my ultimate goal with the sacred journey. I also use the workout period of moving my body as a means for meditative contemplation, for meditative prayer in a way, because when the body moves, it's enacting its natural beauty. It's, in, it's creating newness within. It's getting rid of the old. It's circulating the blood in a manner that helps oxygenate the system to bring new life force in. And that in turn creates spirit because when we have a body that's optimally moving and we have a mind that is satiated with the experiences it feels, we ultimately have spirit towards life. What can you do with one hour per day, 365 days per year? I heard this from the former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, former bodybuilder, former Mr. Olympia, former actor, and someone that I do have a lot of respect for, especially as it relates to his ability to put a dream in front of him, chase it, and realize it. He spoke to a college graduation in a very viral YouTube video as it relates to what can you do with the power of visualizing your dreams. And as any motivational speaker, he, he brings it to a closing with what can you do with one hour per day, 365 days a year. That's 365 hours you have to complete something that moves you more towards realizing what aspect you dream of versus just seeing it and thinking about it sitting by and watching it go by. Now, this takes presence of mind. It also takes passion of soul and courage to take that first step to move forward. And so I want to thank you for joining me here today. Remember, our personal well-being, our body, mind, and spiritual growth are a collective journey. It may be individual, 
But as we learn to work with our individual selves, this creates dynamic movement from which we could help others to realize their potential as well. I hope you took as much from this as I received in presenting it, and I'm deeply grateful for your presence here today. As always, I leave you with a farewell and a greeting. May blessings find you on your journey to believe, achieve, and advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Goodbye for now.